And now it's time for The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies. Well, Chuck, it's a new year. And the Supreme Court primary is heating up on both sides, the conservative and the liberal side. What are you seeing on uh, in that race, and who do you think the favorites are? Well, it is. And by the way, people should be aware that this is a nonpartisan race. So the top two vote-getters, whether it's two progressives or two conservatives, right. could make it through, which makes it really interesting in the dynamics. And of course, this is a spring race, low turnout. Everyone would consider that generally a much more conservative turnout. So with that context, what I would say is here's what I think is going to happen. I still believe that abortion is the motivating force on the Democratic or progressive side. We know that there are going to be a couple of questions about abortion, but we also know it is a huge issue in front of the Supreme Court. We have an 1849 law for women were even allowed to vote, which is saying no abortion, no how, no where. Abortions are not allowed in Wisconsin at this time. What does that mean? I think that it means overwhelmingly that Judge Janet, the woman, and a woman needs to carry this message, will be the progressive nominee coming out of this uh, primary. And she will then be matched up with the conservative in a race that will be on the Democratic side or on the progressive side. I think all about abortion. Yes, it has implications for redistricting, et cetera. But I think that's the way it's going to go. Not to say that uh, Everett Mitchell isn't a charismatic guy, but I think Democrats understand this is going to be all about abortion and a woman is going to need to carry the day. And I think that's what will happen in the election. Now, to turn it over to Scott on the conservative side, I may be wrong, but Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't both of these guys go to Regent University, which was a right-wing fundamentalist, totally anti-abortion guy who funded it and founded it, and it's known for its ideology more than it is known for its legal uh, ideology. Give me your background on that as part of your re reference to the conservative primary. Well, it is amazing that they're arguing with each other about who is more conservative. I think they both checked that box uh, when it comes to that issue. But let's go back to the uh, the liberal candidates in the race here. I think you're right that Protasewicz is likely to be the the uh, the among those two the the front runner. Um, she clearly has the most money. She's raised more money than uh, any candidate for the Supreme Court has raised for themselves. That, by the way, is important in the primary but not so important in the general election for the Supreme Court. In the primary, most of the money is spent by the candidates. And so it does matter which candidate has more money. And on the liberal side, that's going to be Protosevich. Um, but in the general election, the candidates will be swamped by outside money. And that's what will uh, determine in many ways the race more so than the, the meager resources that the uh, the two finalists will have raised themselves. So, um, I, you know, you mentioned Everett uh, Mitchell, and I, I think um, that has been a disappointment, right? I just don't think he's gotten the traction I thought he would get. And he rep is from the area that will probably have the highest turnout in the state in that February primary, but he's just not going to be able to harvest that if he doesn't isn't able to raise more money and get more traction on the issues. Protosse, which has clearly made more progress than he has on that. Um, on the on the conservative side, I mean, I think we have two very strong candidates here. Um, and they they are alike in in, in many ways. Um, 
They both have judicial experience. One was on the Supreme Court, uh, Kelly, for four years. One has been a judge for longer than anyone else in this race, Doro. Um, they both are getting good support from law enforcement. I think Doro has a little bit more than Kelly, but they both got it. Um, they're getting support from other key jurists around the state. Um, Kelly got support from Rebecca Bradley early on, and then just recently, um, uh, Dora was able to earn the support of Chief Justice or former Chief Justice Pat Rogensack. I think we'll see her in commercials probably uh, before this is over, supporting uh, Jennifer Doro. Uh, but in the end, I think in this race, that um, it doesn't. These candidates are not going to raise an extraordinary sum of money, and Doro is going to benefit from having millions of dollars of free publicity from the Waukesha parade trial. And she's got another case coming up that will get lots of local news as well, um, uh, headed into that primary. So my guess is that um, that she walks in with a decided name ID advantage among all the candidates. She clearly has to be the best known of all. And so I think she's the, of the two conservatives who I think are, are you know, both out there with similar resources and similar backgrounds. Um, Doro is the one who has the edge at this point in the race. And Protosawitz has the endorsement of Dallas from the Supreme Court as well. So there's a lot of endorsement stuff going around. And Scott is correct to point out the very, we don't know yet what Everett Mitchell has, but I think the reason that you saw Protosawitz come out so early is beating that record that Shirley Abramson had set. That's a very strong fundraising result. And I think signals a lot about what people see happening in the spring primary. But I also think that, you know, Scott didn't touch on, of course, and, and it's strategic, that where did these guys get their, their, their law school degrees? And is it, in fact, from this university that was founded yeah. basically on ideology? I think this, this spring race will be about ideology. And if it's about abortion, that is about as bad a place as you can come from on this issue. But also, it is about redistricting. And most people in the state know that the redistricting was, it was rigged, as as Protosei would say. And by the way, Kelly was then foolish enough to follow up in the first debate that they had put on by Wiss Politics and say, well, talking about your values tells us how people are going to vote. Basically signaling to the public that, yes, you're going to get a better decision on abortion, and yes, you're going to get a better decision in terms of what the public wants on redistricting if you vote for Protosewitz. So, you know, early on here, they're not doing a good job. And by the way, the other thing that I saw at this debate, sometimes debates are just a canary in the coal mine. What I also saw is that Doral was reading everything. He was not, did not seem to be able to formulate a response beyond what she had in front of her. I'll be interested to see if she develops on that score. Kelly, on the other hand, I felt clearly showed that he's been in this before. He seemed to me to be a little bit, um, what would you call it? Maybe arrogant? I really thought that he did a better job of trying to portray himself as a more legitimate judge who can speak from the hip and still stay on message. I thought Doral was rather scripted. I don't know if you saw that debate, Scott. Well, I, I know that uh, I thought that uh, from what, everything I've heard is that Kelly looked like a Supreme Court justice and talked like one during the course of the debate, which is very valuable uh, for that. I, I do think people were aghast at how far out Protosevich went with regards to her positions. I mean, she just sort of said, if you agree with this, you should be voting for me. Check this box, check that box. And judges 
aren't supposed to prejudge cases. And we all know right now exactly what her answer is going to be on redistricting. She told it to the public straight out. Um, and no, we don't even know what the issue would be that would be brought up before, but we know how she's going to decide that one. So I, I think that's a, I think that's a problem for. Uh, but maybe maybe the public doesn't care anymore. I, clearly, there was a time when uh, the legal profession and editorial boards would have been upset about something like that. But editorial boards, I'm not sure, still exist. Um, do they, Scott? You do you recall? This used to be the way I'm an attorney. So I used to see this and people were religious about really staying away from any issue. Right. Then do you recall who was it? Was it Kelly or was it after Kelly when the Republican candidate had their surrogates out talking about how Donald Trump, if you supported Trump, you've got to be with the Republican. This is before the Republican Party actually housed the candidates, the Republican, the conservative candidate for Supreme Court. What happened was, this reminds me of Mitch McConnell, but in the other way. The Republicans blew up the nonpartisan race, and that happened actually in the Neubauer race where she lost to Hagedorn. That's no longer where we're at. Now we're going to vote on the issues. And the problem that Republicans have in this race is that both on redistricting and on abortion, the public is way against them. I think, now I know that the Republicans are putting the bail question on the ballot. That is their big way of trying to equalize it. Bail question becomes the constitutional amendment if it's adopted. There is no change that's required. Whereas the Supreme Court race will make a difference when it comes to abortion and when it comes to uh, 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 redistricting. So I'll so, tell you, Scott, I think they're in a really rough position going into spring because of what they did. They have now turned it into a partisan race, and those partisan issues are against them. So I think for a while now, we've had these races for Supreme Court be sort of like shadows on the cave wall in that it, you, no one actually explicitly said, here's how I'm going to rule. They said, I have the support of the following groups, hint, hint. Um, and they said, I am getting support from people in this party. But now we have a candidate for judge saying that law is unconstitutional. She said it in the, in the forum. That is no. unconstitutional. She doesn't no. even know what issue they're going to bring up with regards to that case, but she's already decided it's unconstitutional. I, I think that is a step further than anyone has ever gone. Oh, she did not say that. She very specifically said, these are my values. I think the person who said that's how she's going to vote is Dan Kelly, which I think was a mistake because he, he kind of said to the public, you know, if you can't figure this out, she's going to vote to restore abortion rights and she's going to vote to make sure that you get fair maps. We don't think that's where the Republicans should be in this race because the public agrees with both of those. And you know what? They're the public. This is not the lawyers. You know, I'm a lawyer. This is not the lawyers voting. This is the general public. And yeah. here's what the general public says. Tell me what you're going to do. Tell me where you're at and let me make a decision. And frankly, right now, I think the Republicans are going to be in tough shape. Robin, you know, and, and you know, Robin Voss and Lemma Hugh have done a great job of saying, oh, that they just didn't have good candidates. Everybody knows that that's not true in a 50-50 state. You end up with two-thirds of the vote. That is going to be so ugly. You combine that and, more importantly, abortion, where people are really motivated and it affects their lives, this is going to be a tough spring election. Hear me now. Believe me later. This is going to be a tough one for whichever conservative comes through. And by the way, coming from Regent University, it's not going to be an assistant in that regard. Well, we'll see if abortion trumps crime. 
for the first time really in a Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. And we'll get a chance to talk about that probably again during this cycle. See you next time. Listening to The Insiders with Chuck Walla and Scott Jensen. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies.